It is 3.43, December 11th. I'm in traffic, driving to my... My son has a Christmas program this evening that I am getting home for. Um, I've actually started this same podcast three or four times in the last handful of months, and I've always deleted it, but I'm going to do it now. So, for those of you who know me, you know the podcast, it's called All Things Matt. It's literally about all things that I'm interested in. So, for those of you who don't know me or have not listened to my podcast before, um, I'm interested in, you know, energy and the universe and metaphysics. I'm interested in politics. I'm interested in some conspiracy theories. I'm interested in uh, lots of things. You know, I'm currently writing a book. Uh, it's called The Lionheart Manifesto. Uh, I'm married. I have three kids. been married for about a decade now. I'm an entrepreneur. I own my, my wife and I own a business. Uh, I am a co-founder of a tech company. I do this podcast as often as I, as I, I get, get the time to do it and I have an interesting enough topic. I have a lot of crazy stories and I've had a lot of crazy experiences. I know a lot of awesome people. I have great friends. I have an awesome life. And I feel like I can have an interesting podcast. Having said that, this podcast episode is the most, how would I say this, Um, will be the most, definitely the most bizarre podcast I've ever done. So this topic um, is one that's been in my family for decades And when I say decades, I literally mean about 50 years, right? Actually, that's not quite true. It'd probably be 40-something, 45 years. Um, Quick background, just a 10-second, 15-second background uh, cap for you guys. Um, My dad is one of my favorite humans on the planet. He's also one of the most interested in humans on the planet, like legitimately Dos Equis should hire him if they wanted a pasty blonde guy to be the most interested man in the world, it would be my dad. Um, he was a sergeant at Folsom Prison, um, played college football um, for a couple of years before he decided to go to the police academy, um, retired from that a long time ago due to different, uh, for various reasons. Um, and he's kind of always been a self-starter. He owned a couple of businesses uh, back in the day, etc. Um, his father, my grandfather, passed away at the age of... My, my dad was four years old when his dad died. Um, and that's another topic that I've been holding out on, discussing um, some circumstances suspicious circumstances uh, behind my grandfather's death. Um, nonetheless, I'm, I'm sharing this because my dad's entire family uh, is passed away. Um, various, various reasons. Some of them, uh, very, very, all of them different reasons. Not all of them mysterious or suspicious circumstances, but nonetheless, my dad is the only living relative in his immediate family, including most of his uncles, aunts, um, only people that he has left in his family alive are nephews. 
and nieces from my aunt who passed away about 10 years ago. Nonetheless, um, I want to share something that I've always been intrigued by since I was about 12 years old. My dad told me this story when I was like 11 or 12, and then I saw it on Unsolved Mysteries back in, ooh, this would have been 97, 98, I want to say, was the first time that I ever came across this. So my dad's uncle, Tim, was an absolute psychopath and a terrible human being, okay? Uh, He was a drug addict. He was a drug mule for the Hells Angels in the 60s and 70s in the Bay Area. Um, He used drugs. He was very, very abusive um, to his own son and to my dad. My dad's father passed away. My grandmother, um, she remarried and moved and left my dad and my Aunt Lynn at a young age with uh, my dad's grandma. Okay, so follow that little trail. Not super important, but that's the detail on this. So my dad lived with his grandmother and his sister and his uncle Tim, who was his grandmother's son, which would make him his uncle, my dad's uncle. Uh, So Tim was a degenerate, a complete son of a bitch, like one of the worst humans I've ever heard of. And I don't think I ever met him. I'm actually almost certain that I never have. I may have when I was very, very young, but I don't remember him. Uh, He actually died in San Quentin Prison. Um, He was doing life without parole. Um, I believe it was for murder or attempted murder, one of the two. But you get the drift. Uncle Tim was not a good human being, right? So my dad was probably 11, 12 years old. And Uncle Tim would, on a regular basis, he would come home, uh, he'd get super drunk, and he would beat my dad and his own son into oblivion, like knock him unconscious, like just an absolute psychopath, right? But occasionally he was a nice guy. Usually it was when he was on drugs, when he was high. Uh, He really, really enjoyed opiates and heroin, right? Um, So that little tidbit of information, he was a... He was a drug mule, or he ran, did drug runs for the Hells Angels in the Bay Area in the 60s and 70s, right? He rolled it with a really, really rough crowd. There was a gentleman who he used to sell drugs to on a regular basis. The guy um, was ex-military. Now you would diagnose the guy with like severe PTSD, most likely, and maybe other bipolar schizophrenia type of issues. Um, long story short, uh, he would occasionally do drugs with this guy after making a delivery. And one day, this guy, while he and my dad's Uncle Tim were under the influence, uh, he told him that he was going to kidnap a school bus full of kids and he was going to kill the kids. Now, that was something he always wanted to do. And Tim was a Hells Angel. Uh, not a, He was not in the Hells Angels, but was friends with them, did drugs with them, was a drug runner, obviously, like I've said. Um, one thing about Hells Angels is they're not good people for the most part, but they don't like child molesters, child abusers, and rapists for the most part, right? At least back then they did. Um, this guy... 
my uncle Tim kind of, my dad's uncle Tim blew it off. Kind of was like, this guy is just a drugged out psychopath. Like the guy has nothing. The guy's full of crap, right? Well, months go by and you've got the Zodiac Killer, right? Uh, the Zodiac Killer, for those of you who don't know, was a notorious uh, serial killer um, in the Bay Area through Sacramento Valley, Vallejo, Vacaville, San Francisco. Uh, he would write crossword puzzles that were encrypted to the San Francisco Chronicle, the Sacramento Bee, all these papers uh, in the 60s. And he would say, I'm responsible for the death of the two murders that police found at this looking point. It was two teenagers. One was wearing this. One, The woman was wearing this. They were each shot in the back of the head. They were tied up, right? And would share certain details that nobody knew except for police, right? This was before, like, the social media was a thing, right? People got their information from the newspapers, right, and the radio. And he would give these crazy details. So months and months are going by. Uh, I believe he was officially accredited with 13 or 14 murders. Um, he claimed in various um, encryptions to be responsible for, for as many as 32 or 33 along those lines. All in California, majority of Bay Area, a couple throughout Los in, in the Los Angeles area, uh, in his earliest uh, in the earliest timeline of the Zodiac Killer. Anyways, um, he made all these claims, and uh, so fast forward. I'll pause the story there. One evening, my dad was home uh, with his cousin, who was Tim's son. And whenever they heard the motorcycles coming home, they would get scared and they would stop what they were doing and be on their best behavior because who knew what Uncle Tim, Tim's son, my dad's uncle, was, what kind of mood he was going to be in, right? Uh, he comes home and there was four or five other guys with him, uh, Hells Angels guys. They took off their, their leather vests, they ripped off all their clothes, and this was in the backyard of the dark. They put them in a barrel, they put them on, set them on fire, and burned everything besides their motorcycle club vests, right, and their boots. And uh, they, they, they basically hid out at my dad's grandma's house for that night. And my dad obviously never asked him any questions, tried to avoid conversation with the guy because he was like a, a rabid pit bull, like just would attack at any ungiven uh, any time, you know, without without reason. Well, a number of months later goes by, and Tim was drunk or uh, he was high, one of the two, and my dad was probably 11 or 12 at this time, and he had asked Tim, like, hey, Tim, like, what happened a couple of months back when you guys burned your clothes in the garage or in the backyard? And Tim told my dad that, They were, that they essentially killed the Zodiac Killer. They knew who he was because he had admitted to Tim that he was going to kidnap a school bus full of kitties and shoot them um, as they got off the bus. Well, the Zodiac Killer wrote a letter to the San Francisco Chronicle that he was going to kidnap a school bus full of kitties and kill the kids. And when he wrote that letter, 
Tim had recalled that he said he was going to, this, this guy he sold drugs to said he was going to do this. And so Tim told his, his buddies that he knows who the guy is, that he knows who the Zodiac is, and that he told him one night when they were doing drugs together that he was going to do this. And he wrote an article, uh, an encrypted crossword puzzle to the San Francisco Chronicle saying he was going to do this. And everything else that he said he was going to do or that he did, he actually did. Right? He would leave clues and things like that. Well, he never kidnapped a school bus. And that was really the last encryption he ever, that the newspaper people had ever received. They never heard from him since, and he's been missing ever since. Tim and his friends claim that they had killed him and threw him off of the Bay Bridge. Nobody's ever heard from him. They do not know who he is. There's two or three people who they were suspects, um, that the police believe were suspects. One of them died. One of them was since um, they didn't have enough evidence to prove anything. And there was no real evidence. They were just wanting to charge somebody. They never heard from the guy again after that time that Tim and his friends had claimed they killed him. So, my family isn't known for much. But, I guess you could say my family is known for that, I guess. Not even known for it. It's, uh, I wouldn't even call it a folktale. It's like a, a family story. That's not even like a good story, like something good that we did. I mean, I guess if you want to say it was good, my dad's psychotic, drug-induced Psycho, like psychopath uncle who died in prison has taken credit for killing the Zodiac killer, a serial killer who killed people. I guess that's good, right? I mean, Tim was a psychopath and a murderer. A murderer killing another murderer essentially saves a lot of lives. So I guess that's kind of good, but it's not good in the sense of like, you know, my dad's uncle created this disease-curing medicine. That would be a much better story, but that's not my family, unfortunately. My family... There's a lot of other stories that I could tell, but I will not yet. Eventually, I will. There's a few... There's two others that I would love to share that I also have started those ones, but I haven't done them yet, or I've got a few minutes into it. I decided it wasn't the right time, or I didn't feel like I should, and I've deleted them. Uh, this one I've deleted multiple times, three or four times, but I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm in traffic. Um, I'll share this one. This one's interesting. So, yeah, there's two or three other stories that I would love to share. Um not as infamous as the Zodiac Killer, but um, equally controversial and um, historical, if you will, that my family can attest to or take credit or participate in. Anyways, and no, it's not. No one in my family was D.B. Cooper, unfortunately. That's one that I would love to see a movie on, like a really well-done movie on D.B. Cooper. You know, the guy that 
robbed a bank, jumped out of an airplane with a backpack full of cash up in like Seattle or Portland, and they never found him or the money. They don't know who he was. That could be an awesome movie. Anyways, um, yeah, that would be a great movie. So, anyhow, that was the podcast for the day. Not really a podcast, but it's still a podcast, but that one was different than what my podcasts usually consist of. This one was just one that is, you know, a crazy story that my family, uh, my family, it's, it's a story that our family has that uh, cannot be proven or disproven, but the timeline makes sense. Months earlier, he told Tim he was going to, he wanted to kidnap kids and kill them. Tim thought the guy was a psychopath, left him alone. Months later, uh, the guy, the Zodiac Killer, wrote a very descriptive, uh, encrypted letter, crossword puzzle to the newspapers, saying he was going to do exactly what this guy did. They confronted him. They killed him. They threw his body off of the Bay Bridge, as they claimed. Uh, nobody heard from him since he wrote that letter, and once Tim claimed they killed that guy, the letters stopped. So, I mean, connect the dots, people. Tim ended up dying in prison anyways for attempted murder, so don't put it past the guy. Nonetheless, it's Christmas time. In other news, have a holly jolly Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. I wish you the best.